You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Friday, October the 2nd. My name is Lucas Smith. Thank you for listening. Uh, apologies that the uh, technical difficulties happen. I uh, thought I got this posted um, at midnight, but apparently it uh, d- didn't fire, so I'm re-recording the episode now. So I do apologize uh, for those who usually listen in the morning, because I do find that listenership goes up if I get it posted uh, you know, by midnight or so, or record it the night, night before. So I do apologize for, for that, but... Um, we're going to go ahead and, and get things going here. Um, the uh, Cardinals lost game two last night, and it was a heartbreaker, to say the least. It was 11-9. to It was a final. It was a great game. It was If you're a baseball fan looking for a good quality baseball game, you got it last night. Um, you know, you had a little bit of pitching for, for uh, you know, there were three innings of, for each team where they didn't score, one through three for the Padres, three through, through five for the Cardinals, you had, you had drama, you had the storylines, you, you had a little bit of everything in this game. You had a couple of nice defensive plays for both teams, especially the Cardinals. You had some drama late with the Cardinals getting a run in the last inning, and it was just one of those games that just seemed to slip out of the Cardinals' hands the later in the game you got. So it, it was it was a tough pill to swallow, and you know, it, it just is what it is at, at, at possible, so... It's just what it is at the end of the day, but we're going to break this one down and then kind of talk about what it means. Um, There's a lot of big moments to talk about in this game, so I'm just going to go. I'm going to start with Tatis and and Machado because I don't want to bury the lead because Tatis, especially, but Tatis and Machado stole the show for San Diego. And then obviously, I will talk about tonight's game coming up. That game will be at six o'clock. And just as a heads up to you guys, I do apologize for this, but um, I'm going on a retreat this weekend. Uh, I'm leaving here around uh, 4.30 or so my time, so I will um, not be fully um, live tweeting as I usually do. I'm going to try and find times to step away to be able to do that, but um, to, to watch the the, cl- the clincher tonight, but just as a heads up, I will not be fully, um, won't be as invested as, I, as I'd like to be in the game, but, you know, my religious priorities do come first and faith life and things like that, so, um, but without, without further ado, let's get into it. Fernando Tatis, my goodness, you knew he was going to get you eventually, because even in this game, in the fourth inning, he struck out with the, the bases loaded uh, against Wainwright, and when I got a little bit of help from a foul tip there, but you knew he was going to get you eventually. I mean, he has just been absolutely unbelievable. That was an incredible display of the face of baseball. I mean, because he he was he had failed so often um, in this series. I think it was zero for five going into the, to that uh, to that home run spot in the in the sixth inning. So, I mean, he was 0 for 5, left 10 runners on base, and then you just think, oh boy, you know, when's that moment going to come? Because Tatis was not going to stay quiet the whole series. As good as the Cardinals can pitch him, Fernando Tatis Jr. is too talented to stay quiet for a whole series. And he showed that last night. 3 for 5 with a couple home runs, 5 runs batted, batted in. So, that I mean, he was just electric. And as much as I want to be annoyed at him or be frustrated with the Padres, 
there, there's no denying that the San Diego Padres are the better team in this series. Uh, I think the Cardinals have a chance to win tonight. I'll talk about that later. But Padres just brought so much excitement to that game because I feel like when the Cardinals went up 4 nothing and Twitter was just like, oh, Cardinals are lucky, boo-hoo, blah, 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 blah. And I, I think that that narrative's stupid. I, I mean, if the Cardinals would have won, I would have talked about that a little bit more. And hopefully if they win tonight, I could talk about that a little bit more. But it's just uh, one of those things that the this game was not gonna this series is not gonna end without Tatis making storylines, making headlines, and that's exactly what he did what he did last night. So um props to Tatis. I thought the bat flip was hilarious. I, I mean as a Cardinal fan I hated it, but as a baseball fan I, I loved it. I think that, you know if a pitcher's gonna give up a bomb, he's gotta live with the fact that the the batter's gonna gonna enjoy it a little bit and Tatis had every right to enjoy both those home runs. Both those home runs were huge in the moment. So I have no problem with the bat flip I Flip. I have no problem with the swagger. Um, I have a problem with the Cardinals losing the game, but I have no problem with how San Diego uh, handled themselves because because um, they they won. They, they had they had a couple of flashy moments that the Cardinals were to enjoy their flashy moments like that. I'd have no no issues with it. So uh, so Tatis Machado back to back in the seventh is what killed it, uh, or sixth inning rather is what killed the game. I think for St. Louis um, when you look back at it. But let's go and break this down. Um, you know, a little bit situation by situation. The first inning, you know, Cardinals got on to 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 a fast track again. Molina with an RBI single the other way, and then you know, I think honestly, along in the Cardinals' offense this year and what they've done after they got that first run and then they didn't get any more by stranding Carlson and Molina at first and third. I was like, uh oh, that might be the only one they get off of Zach Davies. And then Carpenter doubles, Bader singles him home, and Wong hits a two-run shot, and all of a sudden it's four nothing again. So, and just just a note on Bader. Uh, he he had a he had a single in the first, and uh, he sacrificed line eight. That was a good situational thing. Flew out in the fourth and struck out in the sixth. Credit to him. All the credit in the world goes to him for coming back and getting getting a single and not letting the over five day get to him too bad. And still, you know, he drove in two runs yesterday. There's there's no denying that. Um, props to him for that. The celebration he had where he licked his fingers and then did, you know, some hand signal like woohoo and he got to second base in that second inning. He's got to realize that he, he just struck out five times yesterday. You better calm down before you get too cocky again. Um, and I, I just think he's, he's a very arrogant baseball player. And, you know, sometimes to good reason, but most of the time it's just, it, I, I think that, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I that just didn't sit well with me because Tatis and Machado, whenever they they celebrated and, and had a little bit of swagger, they had earned it. I don't think a, a base hit in the second inning of a pl- playoff game, RBI or not, earns you the right to to celebrate like Bader did. Maybe I'm overreacting. I don't know. Um, and then the something that I was really impressed with in the first that was all on Mike Schilt. You can we, we'll talk about Mike Schilt's bullpen management in a little bit, but his offensive management yesterday I thought was really really good because in the in the first inning, you had Edmund running on a ground ball that Goldschmidt hit that kept them out of a double play. Carlson walks, Molina singles him home. So that that was huge, and I think that Schilt pushed all the red buttons offensively. Uh, but when you look at the pitching side of things, it gets a little bit more questionable. Adam Wainwright yesterday's final line, three and a third, six hits, two earned, two walked, three strikeouts. I think it's clear that Wainwright didn't have his best stuff yesterday. Um, you know, his, his final line... What wasn't that great? Struck out three, which was nice, and that was all in the uh, the fourth inning there. Uh, excuse me, the the uh, third inning when he struck out the side, which which was big. But it, it 
the end of the day, this is postseason baseball, and, and it's managed a little bit differently. I think if that situation happens in a regular season game, I think Mike Schilt leaves him in. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying that he should have left him in 100%, but I think that him – I don't know it's going to give you the best chance to win most more times than not. And I think that Wainwright – He's your veteran guy. You've got to be able to have a little bit more trust in him for him to get out of those situations. But at the same time, I know I keep flip-flopping, um, but at the same time, this is a very dangerous offense, and you're, you know you can only make so many mistakes before a big one gets you. Wainwright hadn't given up that big hit yet, and that big hit uh, didn't come until the sixth inning for the Padres. But you wanted to avoid that as much as you can, so I think that Schilt going to the bullpen was justifiable. Might have been a little bit too early. You can argue I get that, but I think overall I was okay with him going to the bullpen. And you look at who you brought in, Gomber. He comes in in the third, walks Cronenworth to walk in a run, but then, you know, to his absolute credit, he is able to strike out Trent Grisham. And, you know, I thought that that was a really big punch out. And then you think, oh, no, he's got to face, you know, um, Tatis. And then he strikes out. Tatis Jr. on three pitches. Gets a call strike on a curveball, fouls away a fastball, then blows a fastball right by him. So that was that was credit to, to Gomber. So that gets to the fourth inning in terms of, of, of situations and stuff, and I'll break down the rest of it with, with the bullpen and answer a question I had on Twitter uh, coming up in, in just a moment. The new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors, that include six brand new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, just to name a few, to go along with 12 original flavors of coconut almond, raspberry, orange toffee almond, coconut peanut butter brownie, and mint brownie, again, just to name a few of their incredible flavors. They're soft and easy to chew, and bars are covered 100% in chocolate. That might be my favorite thing about them. Built Bars are also healthy, even though they're covered in all that delicious chocolate. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. I am not on any special diet, but I still love how healthy a Built Bar makes me feel, and I can still enjoy a delicious treat. Right now, while you purchase Built Bar, you get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last, so hurry up on this incredible deal. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Again, promo code locked on for $10 off at builtbar.com. So again, I apologize for the technical delay this morning of getting this episode out. I don't know what happened. I thought I had scheduled to post and it just did. Then it wasn't there anymore. Um, and I, but when I, how I saved my recordings, I had to, to re-record it. So I do apologize for for that. And be sure to I'll let you guys know on Twitter if I end up recording an, an extra episode to talk about the clincher before Monday. Uh, I'll let you guys know, and I'll let you guys know how I'm handling it with the retreat again. So keep on lookout for that. I'll also post it on Instagram lo underscore Cardinals handles for both of those, and my Twitter name lj fastball. So when you look at the rest of the bullpen, because the the sixth and seventh and innings were just. All San Diego. Uh, you know, the, the, they put up a four spot in the sixth with the back-to-back home runs by Tatis and Machado. No doubters. Uh, they, they were pretty no-doubt shots. And then you have Will Myers in the in the seventh hitting a home run off of Ponce de Leon. I, I really wish de Leon would have had a better result, but he ends up coming in and, you know, goes gets three outs but gives up three runs. 
I think that Tyler Webb came out a little bit too prematurely. Cody Whitley was an interesting bullpen choice. So, you know, in a regular season game, again, I think it's managed majorly, majorly different. I don't think you see Gomber in the game super early, and I don't think you see Tyler Webb being taken out. But with how potent this offense is, and it being October baseball, it was managed a heck of a lot differently, and you go to the bullpen a lot sooner. And usually with the Cardinal bullpen, you feel pretty good about it. But... You know, I had a question posed to me on Twitter that said, um, you know, what happened to our, our bullpen guys? And let's see if I can pull that up here to get you the exact question. But I'm, I'm going to go through each bullpen arm real quick just to kind of show what happened and everything like that. Uh, the question was, what was wrong with our pitchers? Uh, it was like shit was playing Russian roulette with a fully loaded gun. So that is a classic way to phrase that. Thank you, Sam Ritter. Um, but I thought Gomber pitched well. I mean, he, he, he walked in a run, but he was able to get out of that inning and his his final line he went an inning and a third which I thought was 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 good for him he was the only one you know other than I guess Ponce de Leon who got three outs he was the only Cardinal reliever that gave the Cardinals any sort of length and even at that it wasn't even that you know long of a length it was just an inning and, inning and a third but he was able to uh, pitch pretty well for the most part and and get out of it so I thought he pitched very well and then Ryan Helsley comes in and gets Will Myers to strike out. And then I, I thought bringing Cabrera in was, was risky. He, he was not sharp last night, or not sharp on, on Wednesday, rather, at all. And Helsley pitched really well. He only threw uh, four pitches, did Helsley, to Will Myers to strike out uh, in the, to end the fourth inning. And you have Nola, Wrighty, and Cronworth. I mean, I, I guess the, the, the rationale is that you have uh, right, left, left, do up for the lineup. And if you go one, two, three, you can avoid facing Tatis and bring in Gallegos, to face Tatis Machado Hosmer in the sixth inning, uh, or in the seventh inning, rather. But I just thought that, you know, I, I didn't see anything from Hennessy Cabrera to warrant bringing him in in that kind of spot. I would have left Helsley in maybe, um, you know, more than four pitches. But the good news is, is that he's going to be rested today. So Helsley looked really good striking out. Myers Cabrera, again, just wasn't sharp. I thought that he, he was flat. Uh, his stuff was wild all over the place. And then you bring in Gallegos, and I think, you know, Gallegos gets a bad rap for giving up the two home runs. I mean, yeah, they, they were meatballs. They were serving him up. But, that I mean, you know, and he's a major league pitcher. He needs to get out, so I get that. But at the same time, what, what, what killed that inning, what allowed the two home runs to happen for the San Diego Padres, were the two leadoff walks. You cannot come into a game and walk the first two men you see. Cabrera does that, walks Nola, walks Cronworth, gets Grissom to strike out, that's great, but you're, you're still got first and second there. Leadoff walks cannot happen at all, and they for sure cannot happen in the postseason game and as soon as you enter the postseason game. So that was Cabrera's night. Gallegos gave up two bombs. Ponce de Leon gave up two bombs as well, one to Myers, one to Tatis. Tyler Webb gets credited with an early run. Cody Whitley comes in. That was an interesting move on uh, Schultz's part. I get at that point that the two mindsets are you don't want to waste a bullet like Reyes too early and or you don't want to waste a bullet like Reyes in a losing game. So I think Reyes will be super fresh today, which is good for St. Louis. But um, at the end of the day, the Cardinals bullpen just didn't have it. And it was it was not only a rare time for the Cardinals bullpen a rare moment for the Cardinal bullpen to 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 fail, but it's also against this incredibly deep offensive lineup. I mean, one through nine, th- this team can hurt you, and it, it's you know th- this is a prototypical playoff team. You know, other than starting pitching, there's not really because of the injuries. Anyways, other than the starting pitching, they've got really good stuff. So, looking to today though, I think you got to go advantage Cardinals. Not only because you have Flaherty on the mound. 
but because the Padres pitching staff is depleted. It's absolutely depleted. They haven't had their starters go more than uh, Davies went two innings yesterday, and as I look back at my score sheet, Paddock went two and a third on Wednesday. So starters have not been able to g- give you length. You know, most pitchers, Garrett Richards might be the, the rested guy because he only threw five yesterday. But other than that, he had people throw a lot of pitchers in the last two days. Some people have thrown both days. So I think, and in, you know, like I said, the, the Cardinals, while the bullpen didn't impress yesterday, you know, you still have guys that are rested. Cabrera or Skippy Miller didn't throw yesterday. Oviedo didn't throw yesterday. Reyes didn't throw yesterday. That's a day of rest. Uh, Helsley will be fresh today after only going four pitches, I think. Um, Webb will be pretty fresh today. So, I mean, you still got guys that, that you can pencil in. You can build a bridge. Hopefully, if Jack can give you six or seven um, to bridge the gap to go to the, to the ninth inning if you get a lead. I think the key, again, is not only the, the fast start because the Cardinals have gotten that both days, but the ability to, A, number one, keep the foot on the gas and not and not halt the storing because the Cardinals didn't score for three straight innings, which kind of killed the momentum. And for a starter to step up, because Kim and Wainwright didn't. They, they both struggled. They both had flat stuff. They both got hit around a little bit. So I think Flaherty needs to step, to step up. He's got to silence the haters, I think, or the, uh, the doubters. I think people are doubting whether 2019 was a fluke for him or not because of the high ERA this year. And at the end of the day, it was really only one bad start that ballooned the ERA. He wasn't perfect. He wasn't extremely good for the most part. But Flaherty's got to step up and make a huge start today if the Cardinals want to advance their season. So, and I really think that they, that they will. I think that Flaherty gets the job done, and I think that Flaherty. Um, steps up against this potent, potent offense, and I think that the Cardinals get enough just offense to win. And I think that St. Louis moves on to face the Los Angeles Dodgers, and that's a whole other story. So we'll talk about that if and when we get there. But um, if the Cardinals lose, be looking for a podcast to drop Monday. Um, if they win, keep your eye locked on to, to Twitter and Instagram. I'll be posting on what I'm going to do for that. And again, I want to retreat this weekend, so I'll I'll be limited in, in, in what I can uh, tweet for you guys, but I'll be watching as much as I can. But um, my religious responsibilities do come first for that. So that's all I got. Again, once again, apologies for the technical difficulties. Hopefully it won't happen again. But thanks for, for listening. Thanks for being patient. And my numbers look really good this week. I don't know if it's playoff baseball or if you guys like what I'm doing, but thank you for listening. It means a lot. So that's all I got, ladies and gentlemen, for this Friday edition of Locked On Cardinals. Stay safe. Stay well. Have a great day.